Welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange Podcast. Stories by leaders for leaders to help you raise the bar on your own excellence to release the potential inside of you. Now, here's today's podcast. Greetings, friends. It's another great version of the Nonprofit Exchange with Hugh Ballou and Russell Dennis. Russell, good afternoon to you. Greetings and salutations to all our viewers. Thank you and welcome again to another edition of the Nonprofit Exchange. People might be listening to this podcast sometime in the world, sometime in history. Uh, so we don't talk about particular dates, but um, <clears throat> I'm getting older, so we won't talk about dates either. <laughs> years. So we're broadcasting live as we record this podcast on Facebook, and we have people from all over the world uh, listening, listening to us. And our topic today is a topic that um, I know a lot of leaders struggle with. We think uh, we get interns and everything's going to be great, but we don't know how to set up the program and how to bring value to both sides. And uh, we have uh, Mark Probst here from uh, Lynchburg, and he's a multifaceted social entrepreneur, I would call you, because you've got a lot, of, a lot of things going on. <laughs> what you wrote in our information forum was, college students are the future of the workforce whether it will be in the for-profit area or the non-profit area, um, <clears throat> students could be in charge of your organization, help them to connect with others in the community, bring them to events, expose them to amazing opportunities that the world has to offer. You can help shape our future and become, to become better leaders, thinkers, and advocates. Take the time to invest in the future because you were one of us at one time too. So Mark, that is so true. And you're not only the future, you're the present day. So tell us about yourself. Mark, you say Probst? Uh, Probst. It's Probst. Yes. A lot of people say Probst because it makes, I mean, it makes sense, but it's actually Probst. Someone's like a movie, Probst. So tell us about yourself. Yeah. So um, I'm a senior political science major at the University of Lynchburg here in Lynchburg, Virginia. And like you said, Hugh, I am a, I like that term, a multifaceted social um, professional. Um, I have had the opportunities to learn nonprofits, not ways nonprofit works in many different industries. So one is through the um, private nonprofit um, university educational system, how that kind of works. Um, I'm also the deputy executive director of a nonprofit here in Lynchburg called Spectrum Arts Society which is a um, nonprofit organization focusing on the advocation and um, continued dialogue through um, to the LGBTQ community and allies talking about issues and um, advocating for um, rights and all of that through um, music and through events. Um, And so right now we are actually planning on hosting the first Hill City Pride Festival in Lynchburg on April 13th. And um, that has been kind of one of the biggest things. The other thing that I have as well is I'm also part of a nonprofit um, chamber of commerce. Um, The Lynchburg Regional Business Alliance is a five-star nonprofit um, economic development center slash chamber of commerce that has helped me a lot in terms of the business, a lot of business side um, views on how nonprofits work, how should they be run, how should they be managed, and continue to um, work on that. And so then I got 
a good perspective from three different um, industry variations of what nonprofits would look like. Wow. And so what is that thing on your shirt? It says Lynchburg Hornets. What is that? About? Yes. So, yeah. So it's, um, it's our, um, it's our mascot. It's, um, we are the Lynchburg Hornets is the, is the official mascot of the school. And, and so that's kind of what I'm wearing is just a representation of the school. The University of Lynchburg? Yes. And you just last July, they turned from Lynchburg College to University of Lynchburg. That's so, right. Yeah. So it's, uh, and it was a major change for the university as well, because even though we have been, even though we have been set as a university status for a long time, um, through a lot of market studies, through a lot of um, talks, facilitations, discussions, it is best serving the students when you can, when we can say as college graduates that we went to a university rather than a college. And it's just, and that's also international because it's, um, the word university is synonymous with more of higher education rather than um, high school and so on. And there's different take on it in different countries. Um, yeah. And um, so you've got, you were in several nonprofit hats. The University of Lynchburg is a nonprofit um, higher, higher education institution started by one of our denominations of the church. Yep. And uh, Disciples of Christ, I believe. Uh, originally. Yes. Yep. And then you're, you're the deputy director of what's the name of that organization? The deputy executive director of the nonprofit Spectrum Arts Society. Spectrum Arts Society, you work for the 501c6 nonprofit, which is a membership nonprofit, the yep. Business Alliance. Yes. And then what was the other hat? Um, and then the, well, the other, I mean, under the, under the Spectrum Arts Society hat, I'm one of the main four people who is building the Hill City Pride um, Festival in Lynchburg. And so that's been, yeah, so I got three main hats and one of those is, um, a lot of project management and um, business stuff. Which is um, a missing part for a lot of nonprofit leaders around the world. Um, so <clears throat> um, why are you studying political science? I'm curious about this. Um, so I am, so I love government. Um, I love politics. I love the mess of politics. Um, and it's a very messy world. Um, politics is a very messy place. Um, and I want to run for president one day. And so it's, you know, working towards that deal. So there's not a lot of um, actual um, practicing political scientists who became presidents. I think the last one, um, I should know this, it was Woodrow Wilson, but I don't know for sure. Um, and so it's kind of actually using an actual um, political scientist. I think also Barack Obama did a lot of constitutional law um, things and which is one fundamental part of political science itself is learning constitutional law. And so I just love the mess of politics. I love being able to build relationships with people, see how can I, as a political leader, actually use the government to help people um, and not help all people and not just the few or be defunct and always worrying about when the next shutdown is going to be. Hey, uh, Russell, he said politics is messy. That's novel, isn't it? Well, you've got to be having a blast. It's not going to get much messier than it is right now. No, it is not. It, is no, it has never been easy. It's always something new, no matter what side you're on. Well, you do have um, a unique expertise and wear many hats. Um, 
let's let's hone in on um, your expertise. You're serving as an intern at the Business Alliance. Yes. Different kinds of internships. There's free internships. There's paid internships. There's internships for credit. When I was in Blacksburg, I had from the the business school. I had interns working with my for-profit company that wanted to study leadership, and they they had a course for internships, and they needed 100 hours, and that was a free internship. But there's mm -hmm. also people that have paid gigs that are sort of in their the profession that they're interested in. Yeah. There's what is why would a student want to do any kind of internship? What's in it for you? What's in it for me is for me. It is the connection piece. Uh, building the connections for me is one of the most important things for me because it helps build your network in the region. So I'm, I know so many people now in the Lynchburg region that I didn't know before, before going to college, before anything. So I think I had a, it's weird because I, you know, growing, if you grew up in the region, you would have, you know, the networks you would know kind of people. But if you were transplanted in through college, you wouldn't really get as much of that. So I think that, and for me as well, I mean, political piece. So getting those connections, getting those networks, because then you learn, you start learning who your constituents would be. You start learning how, what do they think? Like, how do they think? How do they vote on different things? You know, how, what is what are their issues at hand and what are solutions that I can figure out for that? And so the biggest piece for me is the connection piece. Um, but I mean, on top of that, I get so much experience. Um, I mean, my resume on LinkedIn is much bigger now. It's a much bolstered um, resume. And, um, and it helps me to be able to ask um, for potential jobs, you know, depending on where I go. Um, and that's one and that's a big critical piece of it, you know, for any college student after they graduate is, where are we going afterwards? What job do you have? Do you have a job lined up? And do you know the people that can help you get that job. So you see um, a unique perspective as an intern. And, and so you and I had a little dialogue, you and I see each other on first Fridays at the Business Alliance where there's mm -hmm. a coffee mixer mm -hmm. share about their expertise. And you know, I've talked a little bit here and there, but um, we're talking a little bit about the experience that an intern can bring to an organization. So. Um, do you remember those conversations? I'm trying to recall the, the logistics of it. You're enlightening me on, I, I struggled when I had interns to figure out how to work with interns because you got people that are in school but don't really mm -hmm. have the real life tactical knowledge. Yep. And sometimes people say they do, then you get in the workplace, they, don't, they realize they really don't know. Right. So, connect from theory to reality. So talk about how a person, an employer, or a nonprofit executive could have the conversation with an intern and then talk about if, you know, how can we have that conversation and then turn it around and talk about your perspective in approaching an organization and what's in, what would be in it for you and how would you ask questions? So in terms of an employer, the one of the big things that I would say is the student is coming to you or you're there, they have applied to be an intern for you. They applied an intern for your company, right? So it's, it's, they're interested in learning more about your company. There, there's something that they're interested in. I think the, one of the biggest first things that you always want to do is build a relationship with that intern. Understand kind of what is it that you want 
to do? What is it that, um, what is it that you want them to do? What is it that they want out of this? Do they want, what experience do they want? Because some interns will give those, um, kind of those simple uh, answers that they always, that they would always give um, that I would just, I want to learn more about this or I want to do that. But there's a little, there's always like a, a piece because they're, they're, interns are very curious about something. Um, and it's trying to find out what they're curious about. Are you curious about nonprofits? Are you curious about your nonprofit mission? Are you curious about how does this nonprofit work? Um, it's, so it's a little bit deeper than that. And, you know, building that relationship is also important because it helps build that connections. And it helps you to be, it helps you as the employer be able to say to the interns, what do you think about this? Because your, because whatever your mission is, depending on it, is, is going to, you want it to last a, a long time, right? So you built a nonprofit, not just for like a, like a committee that stays on there for a year or six months. You built a nonprofit to last for a while. Well, after a certain amount of point, there comes college students who might either who might either work for the nonprofit or use a nonprofit in some way. And so you want to get the perspective on how can you make sure that your nonprofit is adapting to the changing times and the changing political landscape and a changing really millennial Gen Z, however, whatever labels we put on them, um, the landscape of them and how do we become more adaptive to that? Um, because like the, like, the Lynchburg Regional Business Alliance, the chamber, they have to adapt how their workforce is because the college students are coming up, but they also have to adapt to what is it that the workforce is looking for? Is the workforce looking for more engineers, more of that, more of this and that? So then do, and so then you also have to look at the student's side of it is, am I going to get a job? Because that's the, one of the biggest things that interns will always look at. Am I going to get a job with this? Can you can can this person connect me with someone that might be able to help? And so then on my side, my own kind of view is, well, really, I'm much more of a curious person. Um, I love learning things, um, really anything and everything. And so I, for me, looking at nonprofits um you know i'm not i'm not really too afraid of things um i will i can go up to someone and just have a conversation with them and i think what we had talked about was kind of the connective piece of how do you how do you connect your higher education to your nonprofits to create that local bond you know how do you connect your um your chambers to your nonprofits to your students because I think that there's there's a bigger piece to this that a lot of people aren't hitting, and that's that there there needs to be more connections between the schools and the students and the nonprofits, because in the end, we really that the non this college students that college generation the college generation afterwards um, is what is going to be the next leaders and next workers and the next. Um, utilizers of the nonprofits no matter what you're in um and i'm trying to also remember what we were talking about too because i know that we had talked about one really big piece and i cannot remember what that was how to interface with the interns so that there's some real practical work 
that's done because you don't want to sit there and just learn all the time. You want to actually apply right. some of the stuff. Yeah. So and that's and that's a big thing too because everything that I have learned just from the just from spending time with the alliance, I have used in other ways, um, and I have reapplied it. So I think it's and I think and I think a lot of it too is how do you how do you as maybe an older an older generation how do you be able to communicate effectively and utilize the resources that you have now with the college students? Because you can mold the college students towards a great, towards being become a better leader in some in some way, shape, or form. Um, it it really just it really boils down to how do you, you communicating with that person, and that's a big piece too is communication. Because for me, so I learned so I learned from all of the different staff at the alliance. Um, you know, our CEO Megan Lucas, she has. She, I learned different pieces from her. Uh, the COO, Christine Kennedy, I learned pieces from her. Membership development, uh, our membership development vice president, Heath Barrett, I learned things from him, how to get sponsors, how to get um, donors, how to be able to talk to different businesses. And I used that to then be able to reapply it to the Hill City Pride Festival where I was able to talk to um, potential sponsors and potential vendors to help then donate their money to Hill City Pride to be able to become effective. And um, I think that you ha interfacing with the student, it's a continual learning curve, right? Because you as the leader would be like, I want you to learn it this way, but the student may not even be able to learn it that way. And so you have to try and you have to really have that communication between one another to build that connection and build that interfacing. Hey, Russell, he called us the older generation. <laughs> Did you pick up on that? Well, yes, yes. That's, uh, well, it's true. We've been to a few uh, <laughs> county fairs and hall calling contests as <laughs> I go. But, yeah, I believe it boils down to vision. And when somebody walks in there, what is that vision? What is that vision for what a better world looks like? What's that vision for what you want your, your, your life to look like? And then not only finding out what that vision is, but finding out what those superpowers are. Because mm -hmm. you can work together to create a meaningful experience. And, and uh, nonprofits are here to do meaningful work. And yep. so the idea is to create a meaningful experience that's going to serve both the student and the nonprofit. And that skill set and that vision may not be a fit and it's, it's okay if it's not a fit you know you just find something that's a better fit uh if not you work you work to that and find out uh is there some synergy is there a fit and proceed from that point on and get some agreement on what you want out of that experience and that's a yeah. mutual agreement that yeah. comes from uh talking with one another and and finding out what that looks like and i think uh, i think communication through that i think communicating that vision is going to be important um because when you communicate that vision then they're like this is a real reason why that nonprofit is here here are you know if you are like freedom 424 deals with um uh, uh um not domestic violence um freedom 424 vision is about helping um human exploitation and human trafficking. And that's a vision that, you know, 
it's, it's easier to communicate. I mean, it's easy to communicate that vision because that's what we know that they do. And so then you can communicate to your interns or potential interns, this is a vision that we have. And here is what, ha here's what we have been able to do. And here is our testimonials. Here are just ideas. And I think that, and I think that yes, vision is key. And being able to communicate that vision effectively is key because it may be that the vision may need to be changed. I mean, nonprofits go through changes all the time to look at what the vision is um, to make sure that they're aligned with it because you may sometimes need that realignment. And it just, it all depends on that. But if you're able to communicate that, you know, with your interns saying your, that this is a vision, here's a vision, here's a mission, here's a vision. The, the intern may be able to help you see that it, maybe it is aligned or maybe it isn't aligned. And then we're, and then you both can work together to create, to not change the vision, but refine it, refine the vision to make it better um, and more applicable to what you really wanted to do. And actually you, you learn, um, you start with a vision, you think what it is and, I find very often when I work with startup nonprofits, we have a vision. This is what I think we're going to do. And then we work through all of the strategy and we come back and say, oh, it's not really that. We need to tweak it, like you said. Mm -hmm. it's not totally different, but they didn't really get the whole picture. Or they had something that was so big, so pie in the sky that nobody could do it. And so there's a practical side. <laughs> as, as you're talking about this, I'm thinking some of the same issues that interns have with employers um, might be some of the same issues that staff have, the communication, the clarity of purpose, the, the work. So, yeah. so how do you clarify what it is you're going to do and you're going to run to the table? How do you have that conversation? Um, how, do you, how, do you, how do you clarify and communicate that effectively? With, well, bring, I mean, You bring certain gifts or certain interests, and then how do you apply that to what they need? Is kind of how do you find that fit in that track? Um, oh, I think a lot of it is part of that relationship building piece, um, because you might have your own fit and they might have their own fit. And it's, and if you just bring in an intern from outside and don't have any type of building relationship, then there is not going to be any meshing of the fitting, um, within either way. Um, it's just going to be a very dry, very simple, um, no, no communication, no work. And there's, and they're not, the intern will not be as effective at, at his, at his or her job, and then a nonprofit doesn't benefit from the from that. Um, I mean, I think that, I mean, c communication for me is always a learning thing. Um, it's hard for me to. It's hard for me. It's not hard for me to be able to communicate with someone, but it also takes some time for me to because I have to first make sure that I understand how their communication style is. Um, and so it's really that question is, is kind of, for me, it's kind of hard right now um, because I'm still learning a lot of communicating, being able to figure out how the meshes work. Um, but I think that it's an applicable thing. And I think it's a very, I think it's a continual learning process itself. And I think there's that piece where you have a vision for what a better world looks like and what your superpowers, I call them superpowers, mm -hmm. talents and skills. What are some things you'd like to accomplish or some things that you'd like to create? 
And so that's where that conversation blends in, because if you walk into an agency and you start understanding a little bit of what they do, you can talk about how your superpowers and how your vision fits in. And it's really finding something that is an alignment. And uh, I think alignment is really important. You know, it's important to make sure that whatever you take on is in alignment with what you do. Mm -hmm. And if it's not that best sort of fit, it's like, uh, I can't wait to get out of bed and I get to go do this. Yeah. Versus, well, you know, I have to go in here. It's an experience. Yep. It's creating an experience that, that serves both the organization right. Right. and the individual. And and that's important, whether somebody's an intern or a staff member or volunteer serving on your board. If you don't have that alignment, it's not necessarily the best fit. Yeah. And I think, too, that, and I don't want to just continue to say it's all in the nonprofit's um, job to do this and that. I think it's also the intern themselves um, because you have to, because they also have to understand that the world is real. Um, you, once you leave college, um, you're going to be faced with so many different things. And so you have, and so you should have to try and take that chance with experiencing um, what you can with ever whatever nonprofit that you have and learn every opportunity possible get exposure to things that you know normally they may not be exposed to i i brought a member into the alliance that is not something that interns do but i brought them in because i want i wanted exposure i wanted the idea of it and so i presented the case to the board and everything and you know talked to them about it and then I was able to bring them in and now they're a yearly member. And so I was working on a se- I've been working on a second potential member as well. And so it's not all on the nonprofits themselves. I think it's also the nonprofit interns that also have to do some of the bearing work because I mean, you wanted to get into this job. You have to let them, you have to let them know what it is that you want to do. You know, do you want the connections? Do you want the experience. I want the experience and the connections because that helps me be able to learn more and helps me to be able to be a better leader in total. You know, you have to let the nonprofits and everyone know what it is that you want. And if you don't know what you want, then be open to learning about the possibilities of what you want because you may not know and that's okay. You just have to be, you just, you want to keep your mind open to it. Talk about some of the steps that you took personally to position Mm -hmm. yourself to take advantage of opportunities that might come up for you to go out and really make a difference in the world. And and what sort of uh, types of nonprofits based on that preparation would be a good fit? Um, So steps. Oh, goodness. what did I, what did I do? Oh my goodness. Um, a lot happened really. Um, a lot of happened just in my own personal experience. Um, being a very, (laughs) being a very light skinned African American gay male has caused a lot of changes. I mean, not a lot of changes, but it presented a lot of situations that norm that maybe some people might not be able to present themselves. Um, and 
it's adapt, it's understanding, it's first being understanding of who you are. So you have to be understanding of who you are and accept that as that. And then you have to understand, and then you have to understand, well, what is it that, what do you want to do? What do you want to try and um, accomplish in the world? Um, so it, it's a, one big step for me personally was to become self-aware um, of myself, of my surroundings, of who I am and how I want to present myself and how I always just want to be. Um, and then I, a lot of it just, it just, a lot of it was also luck. Um, and a lot of it was also, um, the people that I knew. Um, and so before I really got two of the other hats, the Alliance hat and the spectrum hat, um, I still had the university hat and I mean, college is college, you know, there are good times there are bad times. There's up times, there's down times, there's all sorts in the middle times. Um, and so some, um, some events happen. So I am one of the co-founders of a department here on campus, actually, and it's called the Office of Equity and Inclusion. And it is aimed at serving every student, um, every student, faculty, staff, alumni, um, just everybody, every single person that interacts with the community and interacts with the university in some way. And it is to try and build a more inclusive environment that students can learn in, students can have these dialogues in, and go on and go on from there. Um, and one of the people that I knew was named Dr. Aaron Smith. And well, his is named Dr. Aaron Smith. And he is the head of the Office of Equity and Inclusion. He is part of the Alliance's um, executive board. And so he um, is part of the board of directors of the Alliance. And so that's who they report to as the board of directors. And so he he knew Christine Kennedy, my my internship boss, was looking for an intern, and um, and I had known about the position, but I didn't really know about it. And then one day I was just walking in his office, and he was like, "Hey, do you want this position?" Um, and me me being me was like, "Yes," um, you know, just that just that entire opportunity was just was just that. So it's like, I think really it's, it's also going for interns, it's building your collegiate connections first. Um, because then you can build your collegiate, collegiate connections outside into the community. Um, and that was, that's what happened for me. So then for the spectrum hat, I actually knew a friend who, who was on the, who was on the board at the time. And he, he just brought me in, um, went into a meeting. Um, excuse me um went to a couple meetings and next thing you knew i was voted i was voted on as deputy executive director i'm a i'm at the time i'm 20 years old no 19 19 20 years old and i am the deputy executive director of a nonprofit. um and it was still growing too and it's still growing um it was a it's a much it was a much new organization then and you know learn and that was just and that was like a a serious crash course in nonprofit world, nonprofit management, budgeting, financing, board of directors, um, governance, laws, bylaws, all of this different stuff. Um, how to make sure you stay legal. That's always important in the nonprofit world is that you're legal. Um, 
especially with the IRS. They're, they always, they're very stingy about making sure you're legal on that. And, and that's, that's what I learned. And I, and I was able to just learn it through experiencing it. Um, and that was, and it was just a lot of opportunities and luck and opportunities and just really getting myself out there and exposing myself to the things that sometimes a lot of college kids just don't do. Um, you just need to really just get out there and just try because the worst that people can say is no. And then you just try again and you try again. You don't, you can't give up on one thing just because you don't have it. You know, it's, it's, you always want to try and try again. And it's always continuing to build those relationships, build those connections and get those experience because even, even just getting the experience of, of hearing the word no, of, of asking people, you get the experience of talking to people too. And so that builds your communication, that builds how you want to present yourself, builds public speaking, all of that. Um, and so every opportunity, every single day that I wake up, I learn something new every single day, whether it be at my classes, whether it be at my internship, whether it be learning how to make sure I download the right app so then I can do this. Um, it's, it's experiences every day. Um, and, and I wake up and I wake up knowing that and it's okay. And I'm, I'm happy about it. Sometimes things happen. I mean, you know, it's a nonprofit world. Things happen every day. Things change every day. Um, but it's a fun world to be in and higher education is also a fun world to be in. Um, you just have to, I, that's all I, all I really did was just put myself out there and just try to tackle down those wolves. And I've been taking them down one step at a time. Well, that's a great story. Just get out there and do it. People complain about no opportunity. And what right. you, is you showed up and you sort of made opportunity happen. And I think it's, um, <clears throat> you know, you talked about relationship for getting a job. Relationship is uh, underpinning for leadership, but also relationship is the underpinning for communication. Um, if some, if you've got a relationship with somebody, they're going to listen to you very differently. Yeah. Um, so Russell, this guy could be the, the, the poster image for center vision with what he just, just talked about. And this is great. So, so Mark, you're getting a whole lot of experience. What value do you bring? The business Alliance Russell is um, it, it was a former chamber of commerce and some other organization that merged. Yes. And they call it the, the regional business Alliance. Yeah. Yeah. So the re so the Lynchburg Regional Business Alliance is a five-star accredited um, Chamber of Commerce and Economic Development Center. Um, it combines five counties and cities within them, including the Lynchburg city itself. And it's really, it's just, it's uh, about an 800 member um, chamber and it deals with um, the economic development side as well. And so there's kind of like two houses that are all housed within one. Um, but they both work with each other. Um, and so the, there's also the why there's also the, um, there's also leadership Lynchburg, um, the leadership executive forum. Um, I'm starting on a project that actually I am working on a project and it's almost done, um, to build a collegiate, a college version of the leadership Lynchburg program. Um, and so college students will now get that leadership, um, experience as they go throughout. And so, um, it's, it's kind of that. Yeah. That's great. And, and I really love, um, I picked up on the title for the University of Lynchburg, um, is it Center for Equity and Diversity, did you say? Yeah. So it's the Office of Equity and Inclusion. Inclusion. Yeah. 
such great words. I hate this word equality, like you want to blend everybody and make them the same. Yeah. Equity is what, what it's really about. So that's, yeah. that's just a celebration. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and you're the, are you the, what are your, what's your role in that? Um, so I was actually one of the co-founders. I, um, I actually, uh, there's a lot of, there's a backstory about it and everything, but um, I was one of the main leaders that helped to bring this office together. Um, and so this is actually, a, this is a big stamp on my legacy here at the university is that I was able to create this departmental office that's permanent. Um, I also sat, sat on the strategic planning committee for the uh, diversity strategic plan that looks at all levels and sections of the college community, um, I mean, of the university community, and sees and looked at what, it, what it's really, I mean, it's a big thing. What did we want this to be? What was our mission? What was our vision? How are we going to effectively communicate with it? Um, and it also looks at a lot of hmm, um, diversity and inclusion and Title IX issues because that has also been um, pinned under the diversity and inclusion world is Title IX, um, which is um, domestic violence and domestic, um, not domestic, um, sexual harassment and um, domestic violence and a lot of things that involve, um, a lot of things that involve relationships. Um, and so... All of the, uh, all of that, has been um, a big part of my legacy. I was also um, part of, I was also one of the co-founders and gen and the chairperson of the Student Diversity Council, which brings together um, twelve members of the Lynchburg community, all students, all handpicked and interviewed um, from all the different sections and. Um, you, uh, all different sections and identity that we had within the community. So we had the athletics um, representative, we had Greek life, um, we had a lot of members, um, LGBT, um, black, um, Asian, Latino, all different types of potential, um, repre potential representatives that we could um, all in one council that met and looked at student policies how are things going to be changed what are what is wrong from a student side what is going on um so so this is a huge um validation russell we we talk about collaborative opportunities a lot and people talk about it as theory and how do we do it and <clears throat> mark you and i need to have another follow-up conversation about <laughs> collaboration in lynchburg because we're talking about it a lot, and actually, Center Vision's talking with the university about a center for nonprofit leadership. Uh, center, center Vision would, would would launch for collaborative opportunities. Yeah, so all of these nonprofits. Well, yeah, well, that's one thing that that's one of my biggest things for me that I have always loved. I have always said and always talked about um, the university itself has amazing programs and amazing. Um, ability to collaborate collaborate within its community mm -hmm. um it has a nonprofit leadership studies center so look so honestly so many nonprofits here and the in the lynchburg region or virginia community could come to the lynchburg um could come to the university and actually get um, nonprofit leadership stuff you know the there's an act there's a center on educational leadership there's a center on um you know physician's assistant there's now a center on you know nursing comp 
um, cybersecurity. There are so many collaborative efforts, but the problem is, and I've seen this, and I've seen this globally throughout all the different, you know, whatever nonprofit hat you wear, whatever organization you're part of, globally, we like to sit within our own little bubbles and don't like to talk to each other, um, which is weird because for a university that has been here since 1903, you have you have to have your stamp on what you what you want to do. And that's for any college university. I mean, you can, I mean, people say, you know, I mean, the University of Virginia, it's an hour north and it's its own, you know, wonderful thing. Then let, let the University of Lynchburg be like the University of Virginia, but down here in its own area, because it's unique in its own way. And it's unique and it's able to do so many amazing things in its own way. But we just need to get, we just need to be, uncomfortable with the idea of change and go to it throw yourself out there because you are going to have many things like that and that's what i i that's why i've said so many times at this college and university i mean this university um is that you have the ability to collaborate to research to um bring forth so many amazing ideas but you have to actually you gotta do you gotta you gotta set it up and no one has been trying to set it well, up. You heard, right here. you heard it right here on the nonprofit exchange. Um, let's talk right after this. Um, I, I got a I got a channel for you for that that um, that passion. Um, so so um, this collaborative thing is not just talk. It's something to happen. So Russell, if you want something to happen, you should get an intern in your organization. <laughs> so we're talking about the value of interns. Uh, so what do you got bubbling up um, under that hairy head of yours? Well, you know, the, the, the Denver Foundation has done a lot of work on diversity and inclusion. It has been a problem for the sector. So new thinking around this, or not necessarily new thinking, but people that are acting upon it, is something that's vital for the lifeblood of nonprofits or for, for purpose enterprises as well. Mm -hmm. Like to, like to rename them because it is we're working on purpose and collaboration's not a dirty word. Uh, it's something that is there, and the opportunities to collaborate are are endless. Uh, I just had my optimist meeting last night, and I had a young lady come to our club, and she spoke. I'd never met her, uh, and her project is something that's suitable for one of my clients. To, to, and so I just start conversations everywhere, always looking for ways to bring people together because there's there's that synergistic impact that as a collective we're able to have. And the, the impact is greater than the, the sum of the parts that come together to make it. Uh, one plus one equals four. I mean, there's an exponential impact that takes place when people come together to collaborate and get out there. And one of the things we talk about at CineVision, and Hugh's been working with leaders for a long time, is really this idea of being able to ask for the support you need. And, and how do you go about asking for the support you need? It's not just an intern that would have that type of problem. But you have leaders and people within organizations that don't necessarily uh, know how to do that or, or uh, haven't taken the time to do that. So that's really important for a leader to know what 
she or he does or doesn't know and uh, getting that support from those people and tapping into the genius that you've got under your roof. Mm -hmm. You've met a lot of people, and I'm sure you've seen that there's a lot of genius that comes from all corners of the organization. And diversity yeah. is about not just how people look, but how they think, how they go about approaching things. So the inclusion piece is really, really critical. Right. right. I mean, and whether you're a nonprofit or for-profit, you're going to need diversity and inclusion in your life. Um, if you want to stay in business and whatever business that you're doing, you're going to want to be diverse and inclusive in its own way. Um, because it's, I mean, the world is bigger than your, than your bubble. Um, and so you have to be diverse and inclusive in your own way or else you're just going to lose business and you're not going to be able to survive. Um, because our, or another company that is inclusive and diverse is going to take your business and then that's it. Um, and, and for the also on the, on the asking for help and support piece, that is an important thing that interns also need to do. Um, but also nonprofits need to make, need to allow to make safe is being able to ask for help. I am someone that has a hard problem with asking for help. Um, that's just because that's my own personality. I have been through so much in my life that I'm like, I can do this myself. But there are some things where I'm like, no, I really do need help. And it takes a lot out of me to ask for it, but it's always important that I do ask for that help because that helps me to make, to make myself not only a better follower, but a better leader in total. Um, you don't have a corner on that market, by the way. That's, that's the story for a lot of people. And, you know, that asking, you know, it's, it's, it's really a saying that we don't have all the answers. Leaders have good questions, not all the answers. So, Mark, that, right. I, I want to interrupt you because I want to highlight that point. That's not only for interns. That's a good point for everybody to say, okay, I'm not going to go down this pathway and make all those mistakes and waste time, waste money. I'm going to stop saying, hmm, I need to, I need to connect the dots. There's nothing shameful about that. That's a good leadership. Right. right. <laughs> it's nothing. I mean, not everyone knows everything. No one is perfect. It's, it's okay. As much as we all like to think that we're perfect, we're not all perfect. And so it's just being okay with asking for help or being okay with questioning things. If something doesn't seem right or you don't know something, it's okay to ask, it's okay to ask about it because that's how you learn. That's how we all learn. We ask. We asked in school, we asked our parents, we asked our friends, everything. It's, we just asked and that's, that's, that's how you learn and become better at both following and leading. Why do you figure, go figure. <laughs> I'm really interested in, you know, because you had the University of Lynchburg down there and Center Vision Leadership Foundation. I can hear a, a reverse mentorship program bubbling and brewing and being cooked up and <laughs> well it's funny because actually one of my <laughs> one of my one of my ideas that i had um and i presented I, I really didn't talk too much about it um it was just one of my ideas it was kind of like an idea of a think tank um because especially for companies and nonprofits in the region or really anywhere um could be able to come and actually just learn from learn new ideas, take new perspectives, um, just get an idea of what your business is. And I think that 
And I mean, that's a collaborative piece because, you know, you could get help with some one part that you may not be good at or one part that you just may not know. And that's okay. You can just come, you'll be able to come to the university's think tank or the organ or whatever collaborative organization is created and be able to figure out that piece of it and that, that, um, just that piece or, you know, that, um, that issue and be able to deal with that effectively to make your organization better. It's an idea. And I like the idea of it. People just have to actually do it and move towards it. We got to talk. This is in process right under your nose. So I want to talk to you for a minute after we're done here. So Russell, um, I'm hearing a thread here that we get, we get in a rut, we get too settled in our ways and it's important to bring in somebody like a Mark, um, who's a student who's going to bring some fresh eyeballs, some fresh energy, and um, the vision of diversity from his generation. Um, we, we tend to segment us by generations when we really need to think about, let's mix things up because we bring lots of different perspectives to the workplace. And, and Mark, you've really hit on a number of important topics today, none of which that I guess we would go to. <laughs> So the, the, the prevailing thing I'm hearing is uh, interns bring a new energy if the leaders let them do it. And so there's there's probably some leaders who say, here's the way I want it, boom, that's it. But yeah. you're in a place at the Alliance that I, I would guess that's not true. Uh, well, yeah, so it's, so I am, a, I am a product of what it is, if you can, if what, of what it would look like if you maximize your intern's value. I'm a product of that. I am, I am, you, I mean, I've already have, I've already laid out who I am, what I've done, what I plan on doing, and what are my thoughts on different things. And that is because I'm a product of, a, of being able to allow your intern to maximize the value. The, my place at the Alliance is that um, I, they're like my, they're, they're like another family. They are all amazing people. We laugh about things. We joke about things. We, um, we're, we get mad at things at the same time, and it's okay um, because we all we are all safe and we all feel like we can actually talk to each other about these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been able to go to them with some issues or that I've had or some ideas that I've had and try to figure it out. And they've asked me, "Well, what do you think about this? Well, what do you think about that?" Because because I am that perspective, I've been able to build that perspective and then understand both sides of the argument, both the 501c6 side of the nonprofit and then also the college student side um, and understand both perspectives and what it is that that would look like. Um, And, you know, that's and they've allowed me to do things that I don't think a lot of interns normally are able to do, like be able to. Um, be able to build such an amazing program with so much freedom, be able to do, um, be able to bring in a member um, with collaboration with Heath, um, be able to work on things. But it's also because I helped, I built a relationship with them too, um, because I helped them set up rooms, um, spent time making sure that, you know, did paperwork, did different things you know, moved around tables to set up and, you know, laid out executive meetings and talked at executive meetings, set up committee meetings and everything and all of that and take and be able to attend Leadership Lynchburg events um, and Leadership Lynchburg sessions and 
actually get to learn through almost the same as Leadership Lynchburg. And so I think that really, yeah, I mean, I am a product of what it is if you, if you as both the intern and the nonprofit itself collaborate and actually work with each other, then you have maximized your value as an intern and as a nonprofit. I think you should write a, a little ebook on how to maximize the intern experience and you could do it from both sides <clears throat> uh, because That's you, true. Know, you know both sides. And, and I think a lot of interns don't think about what you just said. You, you put yourself into this, you give first and, and it comes back to you and you yep. set up tables, you help them with other things, which is probably not on a list of things you have to do, but it's things no. to build relationships, right. bring value. Right. Russell, for a short comment from you before we end our we start our closing routine here. What do you what are you hearing in all this is some really good stuff, isn't it? Well, you know, it's all about building something together. You gotta be open to something new at all times. And you never know where that knowledge you need is gonna come from. So you gotta be open, you gotta keep asking a lot of questions. I love the idea of what I call reverse mentoring because we get set in our ways of thinking. Uh, and in order to keep up with trends and, and thought processes as they evolve, we've got to be taking in new information. So it's really important to be open to that and to always keep those channels of communication open and to create that safe space where everybody is honored because everybody has value. And there are a lot of organizations that have a lot of genius on board that they're not leveraging because they haven't really thought about taking the time to, to be open, to look at what they're doing, to find out what we can do better and uh, keep growing. And that's what it's all about. It's all about growing. It's all about taking the chances and, uh, getting better at what we do, just expanding, growing, working on ourselves as well as our organizations. Isn't that great? This always work. Jim Rohn used to say, work on yourself harder than you work on your business. So uh, Mark, I'm going to give a commercial message here and then um, you'll have a chance to have a parting shot at people. You can give them a tip. You can speak to the, I think what we, our audience is nonprofit executive directors of clergy. So, you know, give them a thought or a tip or something, a challenge. Um, so let's let's talk about. We've spent um, many times talking about our, one of our key sponsors is WordSprint, who prints our magazine, does our top of mind marketing, and they're an ongoing sponsor. But we're talking about ourselves today. Um, Center Vision Leadership Foundation has just started 31 days becoming a better leader, and I find that the consistent challenge in most organizations is the ability to leader. John Maxwell calls it the law of the lid. You reach this this lid, and your organization cannot develop any further than your ability. So, if you go to betterleader.me, that's me, betterleader.me, you'll find this Jiffy podcast, and there's a an action guide that you can purchase that'll give you even more learning. So, it's Mark. It's what I've learned in 31 days of of helping people be better leaders and run better organizations. What um, what do you want to leave people with, Mark? Um. So I'll leave it with a challenge and a quote from Winston Churchill. Um, a challenge that I want to give to both the executive directors that are listening and as well as the clergy people. Um, always challenge, challenge yourself with your interns and challenge your interns. But also, and I want to also say this, um, 
yeah, challenge yourself and challenge your, your interns um, because you can, you can grow from that challenge because being uncomfortable helps you move forward. And so, you know, challenge yourself to learn from your intern, but also challenge your intern to think in a different way, to think critically. They're not getting a college degree just to get the college degree. They're getting it because they want the experience and they want to also get into the potential job. And you can give that to them, but you also have to also challenge them to understand the perspectives that are out there and how do you better your, how do you better them? How do you better yourself? How do you better your organization? How do you better them as a whole? Because in the end of the day, a rising tide lifts all boats, you know? Um, and as long as we're all coming together, we, then we're all going to be able to make the change that we're looking for. And um, a quote by Winston Churchill that I absolutely love, um, it, was also on my ch it was also on a TV show that I enjoy um, but it was kind of different. And so it's, I'm saying it in the more different term. It's to improve is to change and to perfect is to change often. And I think to perfect is to be perfect is to change often. And so you have to change often as an organization, as a person, as yourself, um, and as anyone in order to improve yourself and make yourself much better as a, in a whole. And so that's all. And thank you all so much for giving me the opportunity to be able to give my experience and my, I guess my expertise on, you know, my, my different views and abilities to, um, on nonprofits and educational and educational leadership. And yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Russell. Well, thank you very much. This has been very enlightening and uplifting. And I'm glad to see that you're heavily engaged and I'm looking forward to meeting lots of people like you who are out there uplifting this sector and going out and making a difference for people here in the world. And that's what for purpose enterprises and nonprofit operations are all about. Thank you everybody who came in to check us out this week on this week's edition of the nonprofit exchange. You can find this podcast in both the iTunes store and on Stitcher. Make sure that you go there and subscribe so that you don't miss a beat with us. We are here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time with remarkable leaders like Mark uh, who come here and talk about being better and making that impact and going out and, and taking our message and our work into the world. Again, thank you for joining us. We'll be here again next week. Thank you for the difference that you make in the world. Keep on moving on and please go to centervisionleadership.org. Click on the big blue button that says join now and sign up and stay connected with us. We have lots of tools, resources, and other leaders here that come and join us in this space. Until we meet again next week, this is Russ Dennis signing off. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.